Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. And thanks for joining us today, January 12th, on No Greater Delight, our podcast on Marian feasts and Marian meditations. Well, today, once again, we have a great number of feasts to celebrate. First up, we have in Santa Fe, New Mexico, they celebrate Nuestra Señora la Conquistadora, who's also known as Nuestra Señora del Amor Conquistador, and also as La Conquistadora. So it's Our Lady of Our Lady the Conquistadora. The conquistadors were those who uh, conquered uh, Mexico and Latin America. So it's Our Lady of like conquering love, and sometimes she's just known as the Conquest. We go to uh, Guanajuato, Mexico, to the city of León, where they celebrate La Virgen de Guadalupe. Again, you might be thinking, hey, why is it January 12th? Shouldn't it be December 12th? Well, this uh, Sanctuary of Our Lady of Guadalupe in León was begun in 1839 and finally completed July 8th, 1875. Ever since then, on January 12th, one month to the day after the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, the sanctuary celebrates the festival of the Inditos, the little Indians. So what happens is that children get together, dressed in the style of uh, Juan Diego or Our Lady Guadalupe, and they get together and gather and celebrate. It's a good way, they say, to maintain their traditions and to help the children realize the importance of Our Lady Guadalupe. Speaking of interesting things, today they recall the consecration of the cathedral. This took place in 1964 of Notre Dame Mère du Bon Pasteur, Our Lady uh, Mother of Our Good Shepherd, in Djibouti, in Djibouti. Likewise, they celebrate Our Lady of the Broad Street in Rome, that comes from the Abbey Orsini, which is, as uh, a further source says, situated at the very spot where St. Paul remained for two years, wearing an iron chain, where he preached the gospel and wrote several of his epistles. And last but not least, we celebrate Madonna delle Scuole Pie in Frascati, which is just outside of Rome. So today we recall the solemn, uh, solemn coronation of this image of Our Lady. So what is the uh, Our Lady of the Scuole Pie, right? Well, it's, a, it's an image that belongs to the founder of the order of the Scuole Pie. The, 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 in Italian, they call them the Scolpi. But this is San Giuseppe, San Joseph Calasan, Calasanzio, right? So he always carried this image with him. And he says that he constantly uh, felt Mary's heavenly protection and her maternal assistance. So today, that image is venerated in a new shrine in Frascati, just outside of Rome, um, in the Institute of the Calasanzian Schools. So that's what we celebrate today, January 12th. Today, we continue our meditations on Mary, our mother, taken from the writings of St. John Henry Newman. In this section regarding Mary's great dignity, we have here a passage on Our Lady in Scripture, taken from that same letter to Dr. Pousset. This is what John Henry Newman has to say. The popular astonishment, excited by our belief in the Blessed Virgin's present dignity, arises from the circumstance that the bulk of men, engaged in matters of this world, have never calmly considered her historical position in the Gospels, so as rightly to realize what that position imports. I do not claim for the generality of Catholics any greater powers of reflection upon the objects of their faith than Protestants commonly have. But, putting the run of Catholics aside, there is a sufficient number of religious men among us who, instead of expending their devotional energies, as so many serious Protestants do, on abstract doctrines 
such as justification by faith only, or the sufficiency of Holy Scripture, employ themselves in the contemplation of scriptural facts, and bring out before their minds in a tangible form the doctrines involved in them, and give such a substance and color to the sacred history as to influence their brethren. And their brethren, though superficial themselves, are drawn by their Catholic instinct to accept conclusions that which they could not indeed themselves have elicited, but which, when elicited, they feel to be true. However, it would be out of place to pursue this course of reasoning here, and instead of doing so, I shall take what perhaps some may think a very bold step. I shall find the doctrine of Our Lady's present exaltation in Scripture. I mean to find it in the vision of the woman and child in the twelfth chapter of the Apocalypse. Now, here two objections will be made to me at once. First, that such an interpretation is but poorly supported by the fathers. And secondly, that in ascribing such a picture of the Madonna, as it may be called, to the apostolic age, I am committing an anachronism. As to the former of these objections, I answer as follows. Christians have never gone to Scripture for proof of their doctrines, until there was an actual need from the pressure of controversy. If in all those times the Blessed Virgin's dignity was unchallenged on all sides, as a matter of doctrine, Scripture, as far as its argumentative matter was concerned, was likely to remain a sealed book to them. Many texts there are, which ought to find a place in ancient controversies, and the omission of which by the fathers affords matter for more surprise. Those, for instance, which are real proofs of our Lord's divinity, and are yet passed over by Catholic disputants, for these bear upon then the uh, then exi- existing controversy of the highest importance and of the most urgent exigency 